Welcome back to another episode of Drop the Light. We're one day post Oscars. I'm super excited because we're here to talk about it. And I'm extra excited because we have a special guest on the podcast today, and that's my friend, um, longtime friend actually at this uh, yeah. point, um, Hanover High School drama director, Colin Fahey. Hi. It's nice to have you on the podcast, it's, Colin. It is uh, fantastic to be here. Uh, I know that you guys uh, do this podcast and more importantly that you do an Oscar thing every year and last year it didn't necessarily time out, but I'm so, I'm so happy to be sitting here with you guys to do it this year because man, there's a lot of stuff going on. There was there's so much going on and you can really talk about movies. You know a lot about movies. I, so. I'm a yeah, I'm a big fan, and again, it's like you know the the theater thing is the day job. At the same time, I say to my kids all the time, it's like performance is performance wherever you find it. Um, and I think especially this year, we have a lot of interesting stuff going on in relation to uh, our Oscar picks here. So now, did yes, you ever do any acting for the screen? A little bit, a little bit. Um, so I went to school in Philadelphia, and in doing so, for the last like two or three years that I was in school, and then about a year or so. So after I did about four or five independent films, it started for friends who were directors at school that needed actors for stuff for class. And then it sort of evolved into, I actually did about two or three paying independent gigs for directors that I just met on Craigslist or vicariously through other people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, not a whole lot. I'd love to do more. Um, And uh, my roommate in particular at the moment uh, is a big sort of film guy he and I have done a few shorts that we're still tweaking and working on but at the same time yeah yeah done some uh, done some film stuff for sure cool very cool yeah absolutely well before we kind of get into like the actual films I saw okay I saw that seven out of the nine best picture nominees did not see Ford versus Ferrari or 1917 mm. so I'll let you guys go wild um, <laughs> when we uh, well, talk about those. Yeah. Well, actually, as far as mentioning that, um, I saw all the Best Picture noms. I was the only one here that did. Sure. Um, I'm also the only one here who saw Ford versus Ferrari, yes. so I'll talk about that for like a minute, mm-hmm. uh, answer you guys' questions, cool. but if there's any Ford versus Ferrari fans out there... We're not going to have much to say. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> Definitely not. Un- unfortunately. And yeah, in relation to that as well, I, before or when we get into discussions about certain films, I'll let you know whether I've seen it or not. I right. think I did a pretty good job this year. At the same time, there's one glaring one for me that I'm still kicking myself about, but yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. sort of talk about that. I feel like it came up so fast this year. Like I yes. feel like last year I had so much time to like prepare and watch all the films. This year I feel like I was frantic over the course of like a week or two. I Trying to fit them all in. Yes, yeah, yeah. I felt like I I even Googled it on uh, Friday. I Googled it on Friday to just double check when it actually was, and I was like, oh my God, it is Sunday. Yeah, the same thing. If this was a homework assignment, I'd get about a 50. (laughs) (laughs) Just like it really would not uh, end out super well on paper. But that being said, I, I think, again... Uh, I've read a lot of synopses. Uh, I've heard a lot of uh, other people talk about these films and more importantly, the performances as well. Um, So yeah, I think there's definitely a lot to be discussed here. I think so too. Um, Yeah, so I wanted to kind of touch on, I know Colin, you don't have cable, so you were kind of like following along last night. Yes, yeah. But I kind of wanted to touch on like the Oscars telecast itself and like the night itself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I know they they didn't have a host this year or last year. Right. Last year that was good and this year they were like, hey, let's just cram a bunch of music in there. Yeah, I I felt the same way. Like I felt mm -hmm. like last year it really moved along because there was no host and I appreciated that. And this year I was was like, 
move it along. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need all this. This is not the Grammys no, or that's the Tonys. I, I, like, I, I yeah. literally turned to my cat and I said, I didn't know we were watching the Grammys. <laughs> I was like turning, changing the channels and yeah, hitting mute in between the performances. Yeah, I saw Billie like, Eilish and I was like, these... what are you doing here, Yeah, Billie? what are you doing here? <laughs> what yeah. is happening? Well, it's really funny and I, I we brought this up before the podcast, but just um, uh, shout out to The Big Picture, which is a, a podcast recap show that I listen to uh, uh, occasionally. They brought up that there were 14 live performances, wow. live oh musical God. performances in relation to just 24 Oscar nominations and award presentations. And that's a three and a half hour show. How much of yeah. that gets I cut out? I so, didn't need him in right. No, What so, is he doing there? Yeah, like the lead actress who played Harriet Tubman, forgive me, I don't remember her name. I don't remember her or, name It either. starts with an E. But she did phenomenal. She was phenomenal. Yes. And that's, you know, relevant to the night. She yep. was actually, her voice is unreal. Like, yep. sure, give me that performance. Good. But like... Billy Eilish performing over the In Memoriam, yeah. like, I, I, yeah. and Eminem coming Eminem. back to Eminem. sing a song that he won an Oscar for, like two thousand two. Two thousand two. Yeah. I thought it was like I didn't even know it was that far back. It's like <laughs> yeah. seventeen years ago. Yeah. Film wise, I was like, is that like, Marshall Mathers? Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> on the stage for, for a quick second, you're just like, who? Who okayed this? Like, exactly. what, what are we actually from? getting at? Well, right. and it, right. it's funny. Um, so again, yeah, having not having cable was sort of a bummer. But I've since gone back and looked, and the, it opened with a performance from Janelle Monae, which mm-hmm. I usually love. I, I, I usually love Janelle Monae because I think she's always pushing the ground on uh, musical performances and stuff like that. She starts off, and you know what was kind of interesting is that she sort of gave allusions to all of the characters, scenarios, plot lines that are going on in relation to the films that are being nominated and recognized. And I I thought that was pretty good. But then it just went downhill from there. Like, there was that performance from Adina Menzel with, like, a large amount of people involved that... Singing uh, in different languages. Singing in different languages. And, uh, again, something that I heard but not necessarily saw was um, (laughs) not singing well. Like, apparently there was a key change at one point that was, like, really aggressively bad. From Adina? Yeah, well, not from Adina, from her backing group. Oh, yeah. Like, yes, all those yes, people that involved. did happen. So then the question becomes, it's just like, what are we actually creating here? And is it is it even necessary? Right. Like, who knows? Yeah, well, it's, it's really not, like, uh, this, I don't want to talk about last year too much, but last year, as you guys know, they were going to cut out four Oscars from the yep. broadcast, and everyone, and I really, I was so glad all the filmmakers stepped up and said, no, you can't do this. Like, yeah. we need these to be shown. Right. Spike Lee, who's obviously has a decent head on his shoulders because he said mm-hmm. this. He was like, yeah, if anything, why not cut out the performers? I would be nothing without my cinematographer and my Spike. editor. Yep. And we're like, I'm like, thank you, Spike. Yep, absolutely. I wish they had done that this year. Mm-hmm. Like, Well, yeah. and and I think you said it perfectly, Nicole, is um, uh, uh, this and then the Eminem bit as well. It's just like Eminem and, and Billie Eilish. It's just like, who are we appealing to now? Yeah. And is this even... I mean, I have a lot to say in relation to just award ceremonies and shows in general. But even beyond that, it's like, what what are we doing here? <laughs> like, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, one thing I really noticed last night, I feel like this could also like just be a whole other topic. But yeah. I feel like the Oscars just apologizes for itself <laughs> all night. And That's it's a good like, way to put it. If yeah. you, yeah. they, they're constantly, it, it's almost like they're trying to beat the audience to the punchline. Yes. About, oh, we're so white, but we're going to joke about it so you can't make fun of us first because we right. know we're so white. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you have a problem with your academy, yeah. fix it. Yeah. And I just felt that all night and it really bugged me. Like, obviously the academy does have problems with diversity and 
that's my thing with like as far as the academy like it's like like give everyone their opportunities but just focus on the work my thought is that it's like yes if you have an agenda you look for opportunities to forward your agenda which in this time and in this day and age yes i believe that now is the time to do that to a fault Sometimes that's not the case. And, yeah. and sometimes ultimately, it, it, again, it, it ties back around to what direction are we going with this actual program is, uh, you know, are, are we all just here to sort of try to voice our opinions in relation to what our shortcomings are? That's what it really or are we seems trying, like. Yeah. Or are we trying to celebrate? Are we trying to celebrate the success of work that is done right. by artists through film? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw little women like it's it's at the bottom of my list for like the order how I liked them. Sure. Um yes. I'm sure Greg Gerwig did a great job, but like if she wasn't one of the top five, then it's just that's mm-hmm. important. Yeah, and I love Greta Gerwig. I oh, think me she's too. a power I wanna be on a Greta Gerwig set. Yeah, that would like, be awesome. I think she's just Yeah. She is she is a powerhouse <laughs> yeah. for what she does. Yeah. The question becomes what she did this time around, was that her best work? And I gotta be honest, like uh Ladybird, uh Francis Ha. Oh, God, like, I love Francis Ha. Amazing oh. films. And in my opinion, amazing towards the perspective of what she was trying to accomplish. Right. Again, this is one of those where I will put my hands up and say that I have not seen Little Women but have directed it twice. Yeah. And, yeah. and performed in it, in it yeah. and performed in it. So alongside um, me. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Was Beautiful actually, performance. Was, yeah, so you two were both in the same performance. Because I knew yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah. well, and and not to not to detract, but um, yes, uh, Nicole Cherizzi and I are uh, fellow thespian Mm -hmm. folk from uh, uh, the Silver Stars drama program at Silver Lake Regional High School. I had big old braces in my face. Yeah, I had a ton of uh, pimples on mine. (laughs) um, But at the same time, yeah, no, um, uh, Little Women and. Was there anything else that we performed in together? Yeah, we were in Susical. That was my freshman year. Then we were Little Women. Little Women. And were you in Into the Woods? No, not Secret No, I was gone by Into the Woods. Okay, then just those two. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You were two years ahead of me in school. um, Yeah, so I guess just to sort of tie back around to that idea, you know, I, I, I think, again, hopefully, and especially in relation to Parasite, that's an acknowledgement of a phenomenal directorial performance, an amazing film that encompasses a lot of timely values, but not beating you over the head with it. Right, and, right. Yeah, and that's sort of my problem with some of, I'd say, a lot of just social media and like culture in general. Well, if, if we're ready, let's jump into the film. Let's yeah, do let's, do let's do it. Why don't we um, start with Little Women? Okay. So, just because we were talking about that a second ago. Yeah, go ahead. You Actually, so you saw it. Uh, Nicole, you saw it. Scott, did you see it? I did see it. Okay. And uh, I'm going to open with a uh, little fun story. So, nice. um Love fun uh, stories. Nicole told me about her little woman performance, and she said that she played uh, Amy, the youngest. Mm-hmm. Correct. And Excellently, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. It really was a tour de force. Uh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, um, so I had a. I knew that there was good, like a lot of buzz around like a, the character of Amy's performance yeah. by uh, Florence uh, Florence po, uh, Pugh. Po, Pugh. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I would have got that wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so um, so, but I it was a recognizable name, so I recognized yeah. the name. Uh, a few weeks ago, I watched, um, and uh, Nicole told me that she was a little thrown off by mm. the character of Amy at the beginning. And yeah. a few weeks ago, I saw Midsummer, which yes. also starred her. Yes, and right away I saw her name was billed first. I'm like, 
wait a minute, isn't she the one who's supposed to play Amy like in mm-hmm. Little Women? So I looked it up, and then when I saw the movie, because I saw it in theaters, I'm like, and I want to take anything away from her acting, because I felt she actually did a very good job acting two different ages. But I'm when she's acting like 12, when she's 12 or 13, I'm looking at her, I'm like, I'm literally like, I can clearly see, because she's 24 now, yeah. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt and say maybe some of those scenes were filmed two years ago, but yeah. I think that's a... a stretching it but I'm like I can still see you're clearly a 22 year old woman but they were just like I mean they just like tied her hair back and just like weird kid little nonsense and and I didn't know anything about Florence Pugh before I had never seen her um, before this film so I didn't really have a whole lot of expectations but I walked out of the theater I saw it with my mother and my grandmother and I was like lovely film what really threw me off was Amy though whoever played her I was like that really took me out of it I was like Mm. she was way too old I just like wasn't feeling it, and my mother was like, oh yeah, like I felt the same way. I think the Oscars uh, nominations came out like a few days later, mm. and I saw Florence Pugh for Amy, and I was like, what am I missing? Like I texted a couple friends, and I was like, I don't get this, and they were like, no, you're wrong. Like she was amazing, la la. I'm like, what? what? Yeah, I mean, I, she's... I feel like I'm incorrect, <laughs> no, yeah. but it's still how I feel. Well, well, well you're not though, because kind of like I said to you, like, and I just said my story a minute ago. The fact that I was taken out of the movie Little Women by that yeah. while I was watching another movie, yeah. Midsummer with the same actress. That's a tell. That's a that telltale shows, sign, right? That there. shows because I'm like, I can yeah. clearly see you, you just left college in this movie. I can clearly see you're older than like yeah. uh, than a kid. So yeah. well, and again, uh, I'm putting my hands up there. Did not actually see this one, but. To speak to that end, uh, from a directorial perspective, again, I, I direct theater shows, but I have the same thought, which is you have to you have to cast certain characters for type, mm-hmm. and then there are certain other characters. Okay, good, a good example is Joe, right? Sir mm-hmm. Ronan's yeah. character. Yeah. yeah, that one can be cast in multitudes of different directions. Yes, right? it's not. I thought Sir Ronan was fantastic. Oh, I thought she was. Choice. I thought she was fantastic. She also cast and her herself. hair was yeah. cool. Right. Yeah. Beautiful hair. I wanted to. Touch it. <laughs> I, I, I need to see it. Um, <laughs> but what I would say is, yeah, I, I didn't even see the movie, but to that end, it may be the only drawback that I have with this movie is that it's just like, how do you accurately tell this story of a progression of time in relation to a family of sisters that are 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 separated by age specifically yes. and dealing with certain circumstances because of their age how, and again film is visual so hmm. how can you sit there and look at that and not let it you know, d- it disrail you a little yeah. bit derail you a little and bit and i know this is a podcast so you can't see my face but i have a very <laughs> young face i could play i'm 25 right but yeah. i could play a 13 or 14 year old yes. if I needed to yes. I could because I just yes. look that way Florence Pugh looks like a 24 year old woman mm-hmm. and it just ah. well and just to tie back around to that idea so yeah um, you did play Amy yes. right at the time I was one of the only folk in our high school drama troupe that had a beard nice so truth so I played Professor Bear Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. you gotta play to your strength and what you have. And I'm sorry if you're Greta Gerwig and you are doing an adaptation of Little Women, arguably one of the most famous. Uh, I'm just gonna say it, one of the most famous female-driven novels and stories if out the there. Most famous. Probably right. 
If that's the case, you don't have a massive pool you can pull from. I would have loved to see somebody who had no name in relation. Like, you know, you know who did an okay job with that is, um, I mean, I have a lot of problems with the movie, but uh, Les Mis outside of Hugh Jackman and Hathaway and um, what's his name? Russell Crowe, who was terrible. (laughs) Outside of that, you get, you get. You get actors and actresses who, whether they're on Broadway or not, are not big name names in relation uh, in relation to Hollywood. Right. right. So then you wonder how much are you front loading your box office names? You yeah. Know, so Sharon and I, and, and I uh, feel bad. I'm not critiquing her performance right no. now because yeah. I'm but just it's off putting. But it's off putting because yeah. I wasn't able to focus on the performance exactly. because of the casting choice. Well, it's a it's an interesting thing to say. But again, Herta was a lovely movie. Yeah. That yeah, aside, no, um, what I liked about the film was. I feel like a lot of times when you have movies that take place in that time period, mm. ye olden days, as I call it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you're right. Yeah. Whatever year it was, ye olden days. Yep, you get sure, what I'm saying? Sure. Of course, it's the whole bit. I feel yes. like when you're talking about like girls and women, you often have them like sitting around in corsets, like sipping tea and yep. being like, ah, prim and proper. Correct. I really like that the girls were like jumping all over each other and nice. were like, because that's real life. Like I grew up in a house of sisters. I was just going to so, say that. So yeah, like that's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, like, that's awesome. So I like that they that they had that sort of take on it, mm. that the girls weren't just, you know, I like that they had them jumping all over each other and being loud and mm. fighting and being sisters, because that's what the story is about, and that's true to life. So that's one thing I really enjoyed about I it. I feel you. And, you know, it's funny, again, we were talking about Lady Bird earlier and Frances Ha, th- that style of filmmaking that Greta Gerwig does so well is... It keeps it, it, it makes it feel natural. It makes it feel like you're yeah. not watching performance in any way. You're just watching chemistry. Yeah. Um, which again, <laughs> what, maybe, maybe it was chemistry for the sisters as a whole, and that's how she sort of ended up in there. Right, yeah. that that's a possibility as well. I've done that before in casting for stuff where you're you know, just like, I well, have... it doesn't necessarily fit, but they all work well together. I so. don't like well. Timothy Chalamet. He's I'm very, not a big he's fan very either. Pointy. <laughs> and very tiny, and like, I just don't get his whole like smoldering European thing. It just doesn't really work yeah. for me. I mean, he's very young. I think yep. he's um, gonna be our new like. He, he has potential to be our new like Daniel Day Lewis or something like that. Well, so and, you know, it's funny, and that it's funny that your mind goes directly there. Is that from my perspective, I, I, I could sort of be on the fence with him, and I actually have a question about his performance of Laurie, but. He reminds me a lot of um, Robert Pattinson during Twilight. Oh, yeah. Who is now smashing across the board. Right. He's, oh. Lighthouse was brilliant. He's going to be Batman. Like, it, it, you know, that's a movie that still has me thinking. I saw it mm. months ago. And it's me still, too. like, there. I'm not saying it keeps me up at night, but there's so many times where I'll watch something else and it makes me think of The Lighthouse and I'm still trying to figure out what was actually going on, where ah, it all fits. The finished. beauty of cinema. Yes. That, to me, is what makes the most sense. And something that, uh, again, and maybe this is a good segue right here, but what when I saw The Joker, still doing it to me right now. I was about to say yeah, the same let's, thing. Yeah, let's the get light, into that. The yeah. Lighthouse and Joker are the two films that like I've really been thinking about. But for me, because personally, I think Joker is my favorite film of the year because yeah. I think about so much. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix, like... I think I know every major and like supporting character's name mm-hmm. in that movie. If you yeah. want to test me, we will do that now. <laughs> but if you have a question, I think because oh, I've, I've been watching it like so much. What's like, her name? Actually, you know what? I will test you a little bit. What, okay. What's um? What's her name? Who plays his? And I'm uh, guys. You can't see me. Air quotes. 
his love interest. Oh, so the oh, I don't the, know her name. the character's name is Sophie. The, yes, uh, actress's name it's something I couldn't pronounce it even if I knew it. I know. Well, it let's put it this way: the best the, I, the best yeah. I can do is she's Domino and Deadpool. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the best she's I can pretty, do. Yeah. She's so great yeah. and also really talented. Oh, but oh, yeah, no, I will say I know this jumps ahead a little bit and like yeah. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll spoiler alert. I'll, I think we're going to be saying spoilers on this podcast. Oh, yeah. This is just your warning oh, right yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. But um, but like as soon as um. Uh, the uh, Joker or Arthur, rather, yep. whatever we want to call him, mm-hmm. uh, went to the apartment and just kissed her. I right away said, "No, That's I'm not. Yes. I'm not buying yeah, that." No. Well, and, like, of I knew it wasn't not. real. Was... I, I felt like bad, but I was like, "That woman is so gorgeous. There's no way that this dude who weighs like 80 pounds is like is getting that. Yeah, is like yeah. getting. No, it's no, not happening. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I am right there with you. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And, and Nicole, you started to say something. Uh, no, I don't. Hmm. Well, yeah, I told well, myself that I wouldn't watch the scary clown movie, <laughs> but then I found myself watching the scary clown movie anyway, right, um, t- and tell I'm, us, tell I'm us. terrified of Joaquin Phoenix as a person, <laughs> and after his speech at the Oscars, I'm not convinced that he was really acting. Um, without going into any specifics, I've worked with many an individual who are phenomenal at what they do, and yet it does seem like there is just something that is off. And sometimes you can put your finger right on it and it's something basic and whatever, it's explained. And then other times you're just like, wow, I'm not really sure what's going on here, but they are really great at acting, singing, a different creative medium specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, in relation to Joaquin and both Scott and Nicole, this it's like, uh, no, this rather, uh, my favorite Joaquin performance is in The Master, which mm-hmm. is just, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's pause the podcast right now and go watch it. Um, See you in about three hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you'll need, yeah, you'll need like a cold shower or something. But um, (laughs) his performance in that, again, the word I use is transformative. And again, in his performance that I saw in The Joker, again, transformative. But if we want to have this conversation about his speeches specifically, because it's definitely... Definitely giving us a little bit of insight to his own personal. I don't want to hear the word inseminate (laughs) during your Oscar speech or about cows. Cows. Like, Rooney Mara blinked twice if you need help. Right, exactly. I'll send it. Yeah. He commanded the audience to stop clapping. That's true. That, <laughs> and well, they did. Yeah, right off the bat. Right so off the bat. Yeah. So here's the thing. This may. Uh, do you guys know a lot about Joaquin Phoenix's like very early life? No, I, not I'll really. Say, yeah. I don't know that much, but I mm-hmm. found some of this out recently. Sure. Apparently, his family uh, was originally part of some sort of like cult or like like religious like is cult it or something. Is it bad that that doesn't surprise me? <laughs> right. Yeah, I was like, well, I was really going to say, like, that, yeah. really say the reason I say this is because I don't know that much about it. Uh, yeah. There a few things I know about I'm not going to say on the podcast sure. just for many, yep. numerous reasons. Of course. But, um, <laughs> you know, when he was like, I think 19, his brother River like yep. overdosed yeah. right in front of him and yes. he had to like make the call. So like, yeah. I, I see why he's like a bit off, but like there's just... There's so many weird little things that he does. A lot of it isn't even physical. Like, I saw two interviews with him in a row, and the first time I thought maybe he was just cold. Mm. He's wearing literally, like, a full suit, black tie, but instead of a suit jacket, a black zip-up hoodie. And then I saw two separate hoodies in two separate interviews. I'm like, that's a little bit weird. Right, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, wait a minute. That's a great question. Does he think a lot of himself, or is he just socially, like... A little, and you know, it's just socially a little way. I think think he's he's different. Yeah, I think there's just a little something that's different. And again, I I fully agree, and more importantly, um, uh, support 
support the idea of what his life was growing up and mm-hmm. what his social interactions must have been like. And again, a jarring thing to any individual having to deal with what happened to his brother, obviously. Um, but man, that's a great question, Nicole. It is. I feel like I can't even put a finger on it, really, because something to me says that he's he does not see himself... Yeah, as this high and mighty, because he's brilliant. Yeah, that's the but thing. I don't think he sees himself that way. Like the way he talks, I can understand why you think he might. But like just the way he acts, like yeah. he he talks like he thinks high of himself, but yeah. he like acts like there's just he's just socially off. Yeah, yeah. there's so a disconnect so there that I can't. Yeah, can't really can't put my finger out. on. At the same time, it's like it, whatever. <laughs> Whatever's happening definitely results itself in some phenomenal performances. And again, it's one of those things that I, I personally talk about a lot in classes and um, in, about just acting in general is that uh, it's a fine line. It's a fine line between uh, accessing yourself creatively and opening yourself up to things that you may not necessarily be comfortable with or maybe you haven't experienced before that can get you to a certain place, which is fine, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, that's a dangerous slope, though. Yeah. It's I bet that guy was a nightmare on set. Oh, I can't even. Can imagine. you imagine? I can't even oh, imagine. Can't? Oh, yeah. I bet someone comes up to him and like offers him something to eat, and he's like, "I'm being a clown." Actually, right, exactly. Right now. My name is Arthur. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we were saying this beforehand. I'm so excited to see what he slates next yeah. for himself because he's really he's pushing the boundary in that sense. Do I think everything is necessarily? kosher upstairs I don't know <laughs> I don't know Jerry's out let's put it this way great movie uh, again I, I know you've said this already probably one of my favorites of the year because mm-hmm. again it's just it's still got me questioning man and, and again I'll, yeah. I'll avoid spoilers but uh, there are a lot of aspects to this where I still am not 100% as to what I was seeing right. and that to me is pretty darn cool yeah <laughs> 